Welcome to the Makeover Your Mindset Podcast. I'm Cassie McKenzie. Think of me as your BFF for manifestation and high vibe mindset makeovers. It's my personal mission to turn your inspiration into action so you can be, do, and have everything you've ever dreamed of having in life. This podcast will focus a ton on creating fulfilling relationships with money, friends, and soulmates, and inspire you to have fun so you can live the most extraordinary life you've ever imagined. If you're ready to take to the next step, then you've come to the right place. Thanks again for joining me. Now, let's begin. Welcome back to another episode of the Makeover Your Mindset podcast. I am Cassie McKenzie, and I'm so excited. We have a super cool guest today. We have Kate Dwinell. She is actually a mindset coach and the founder of Breaking Through Emotional Eating Group and the Love Yourself Selfishly Movement. I'm so excited to have her on today because she's a wife and a dog mom that specializes in coaching emotional eaters to find food freedom and break through their body struggles. So who can't use that? I think, you know, most everybody can can use that in their life at some point or another, right? So um, welcome, Kate. I'm so happy that you're joining us. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. No, me too. Me too. So I just want you to be able to tell, you know, maybe tell us a little bit about like what got you started coaching and um, especially with, you know, working with people who need some help around the self-love department because I really think that's a big part in not only mindset and manifestation, but, you know, making your whole life feel like a vacation. Like that's really part of it, the whole mind, body, Mm -hmm. and soul. Um, Because if we don't, we can't be rich if we don't feel good about ourselves too at the same time, right? So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us more. Tell me more. Okay. So going back to the day I was born, no, not really, but really. Going back to quite some time ago when I was growing up, I would, I'll cut my story short so I'm not here for like three hours, but <laughs> going back to when I was younger, I grew up into a bit abusive household. My dad was an alcoholic. My brother like abused me and it was like the type of abuse, like he almost tried to kill me twice type of abuse. Yeah. Like it was, oh, shit. Like, yeah, like it was intense. So, it, cause I always tell people that and they're like, well, brothers always pick and fight. And I'm like, no, this is like the extreme type of thing. So I grew up in that type of household and I was always called the bigger boned kid. I was always on the heavier side and my family was all into dieting. They were all into hating their body image, all into fitting in clothes that didn't feel good to them, but they were lower, like, you know, the lower sizes. So they felt better in them, but they were always like had this negative body image around them. And so I'd be constantly surrounded by that. So growing up, I always just noticed myself as being like, I would always call myself fat. I was always like, Oh, I'm like, you know, bigger than all my classmates. Like what's going on? Like, I just, I don't feel good in my body because that's what I was surrounded by. So growing up between like the ages of, or between like elementary school to middle school, I was bullied for being overweight and for being, yeah, it was bad. And for being like the fat kid. So I had a terrible body image with like my family. I had an abusive family household and then I was struggling with being at school and being bullied. So like my whole 
beginning of my life, I was constantly looking for some type of comfort, some type of support and some type of control. And so what I ended up doing was I turned to food around my middle school years. Mm-hmm. Anytime I felt sad, angry, mad, anything like that, I turned to food to give me comfort. I turned to food to make me happy. And that ended up making me gain a little bit more weight. And then once I hit high school, I was on the verge of just like basically like killing myself for being real. I was a very like, it was, yeah, like my life was like so close to ending and it's like, it's such a sad thing now looking back, but it's brought me to where I am now. But I was on this verge of just like giving up in the world. And I was like, you know what, let me give it one last try. So I was like, okay, let me work on my body. That's the only thing I can control right now. But what came out to a good intention to try to help me fix my body turned into something super restrictive, something that turned into over obsessing. So I went from, you know, being overweight to exercising at least three hours a day and eating under a thousand calories a day. And I was restricting, I was over exercising, but I ended up losing a lot of weight. Of course I did. I mean, I was exercising a million, bajillion times and eating like basically nothing. So I lost all this weight and my family and my friends were like, oh my gosh, look at you. You look so good. And I was like, oh, thanks. But in my mind, I still saw the overweight, bigger girl because, you know, like I was, it was an internal thing at the thing because I hated myself. I hated my body and I was doing it for all the wrong reasons. So I didn't see what they saw. I was like, no, like I need to lose more weight. I need to lose more weight. Mm -hmm. So I kind of developed my eating disorder around that point and I struggled with the restriction. Then I got into binging and then I got into purging for a few years and I was really, really bad for quite some time. And then one day I hit what I like to call my rock bottom and I was at the gym one day and I was obsessing over my weight. So I weighed myself before I worked out. And then after my workout, I came back and weighed myself again. And of course, the normal thing is if you like you weight fluctuates like so much throughout the day, especially after a workout when you're consuming water and burning, like you're moving your muscles. But I got on the scale and I gained 0.5 of a pound and I broke down crying in the gym. Yeah. Sobbing my eyes out. It was, it was, yeah, it was crazy. And so at that day, like I was like crying and I was just like, why am I, why is this such a big deal? And at that point I was like, okay, there's something wrong with me there's something that's not right because as nobody should be feeling this way so mm-hmm. that day on I made a promise to myself to try to start figuring out why I'm struggling with my body why I'm struggling with like my weight why I'm struggling with over obsessing why I'm doing it so I ended up jumping onto this personal development journey mm-hmm. and I ended up healing like my eating disorder of course there are like so many different steps but this is like we could talk for 20 million hours about it yeah. but yeah. I ended up I ended up healing my eating disorder from that. But at that point, when you stop binging, you stop restricting, and you start actually eating and moving your body like in a lower rate, you start to gain weight because your body's like, oh my God, I have to keep all this fat on me. I have to keep all these things because I think I'm going to starve. I think I'm going to die. So I ended up gaining about a hundred pounds in about, yeah, it was a it was a short period of time. I ended up gaining about a hundred pounds. And at that point I struggled again with that emotional eating again, because I was like, 
I gained a hundred pounds. Like what is going on? So then I struggled with emotional eating for a few years and then I had to go, go to into myself and be like, no, Kate, like there, you're obviously not healing fully. You're just putting a bandaid on a bullet wound. Let's take the time to heal. So at that point, I really, I wasn't working at the time. I, my husband, um, you know, has a, a job and it paid for all of our bills. So I was just at home being a housewife. So I had all this time to myself and I was like, you know what? I'm fixing and healing me from the inner to the outer. Yeah. And I did all that inner work. Of course, there's so many, many things you had to do it, but I ended up healing my emotional eating and I ended up jumping into an MLM world, which was in the health and fitness industry. And I fell in love with being like my own like entrepreneur, the own boss thing. But then I kept seeing the same thing happen with my clients. They'd all fall off the bandwagon. They would all like never stay on their nutrition. And I was like, what's missing? And then I hired a business coach and she was like, this is what's missing. You, you know what's missing. It's your part of your journey that made it actually an impact with you, which was the internal side, which is the mindset side. And so then I ended up creating my own business, which is the mindset coaching. I was coaching with emotional eaters and binge eaters and people who struggle with eating disorders or disordered eating or anything like that. And I created that about over a year ago now. And it just, it transformed my whole entire life. Mm -hmm. Like everything has been so amazing and so epic. And I'm able to actually create a massive transformation with somebody rather than just giving them a meal plan, an exercise plan. Yeah. And I'm able to heal myself as well. Like I'm healed from like my emotional eating. Of course, you know, we all have those issues that we still go through all the problems. We're always working. We're always growing and we're always evolving. But yeah, long story long, that's me. Oh no. I mean, I think people, I'm sure, I mean, I know I can relate to so much of that, you know, as far as it's, it's crazy what we tell ourselves, you know what I mean? And like what we hear as we're growing up and what that, um, how long that sticks with us and shapes who we are. And I, um, earlier this year became certified as a NLP practitioner and Ooh. certified hypnotherapist and all that. Like there were several things that go along with it, but, um, a lot of the work with NLP or neuro-linguistic programming for anyone who's not aware or doesn't know that much about it, um, it basically looks at mo certain models of success in life. And um, the easiest way I explain it is it goes back to like everybody grows up and you've got like limiting beliefs or like inner conflict or mm -hmm. unresolved emotions like anger, hurt, fear, sadness, hurt, and guilt. I said hurt twice, but maybe people have been hurt for it. <laughs> so we really like help people through that. There's certain techniques and tools that we have now as practitioners to help people work through all of those things, you know, like limiting beliefs being like, well, I can't do that, or I'm not worth it, or whatever the case may be, or inner conflict being like, well, you know, I really want to lose weight, but I just can't seem to like find the time, or I don't want to find the time, or I don't want to do this, or I, but I do want to do this, you know, and like they just, all of the stuff is causing so much conflict in us that we have to, this is going to bubble out in some shape or form, right? So, but a lot of it goes back to the subconscious brain. So when you were talking at the beginning, you were saying about um, how your family like dieted a lot and hated themselves and hated the way they looked and, you know, mm -hmm. like um, call yourself fat and all of this stuff. And it's 
one of the things that we're taught and that we live by is that, you know, your subconscious brain is operating behind the scenes, right? So maybe 5% of all the decisions and things and, you know, all the thoughts are and all the information is processed about 95% of it through your subconscious. And then that influences your conscious thoughts, but you know, it's always listening, right? So Mm -hmm. we had learned even like for people who say, oh, I've got a bad back or I have a bum knee, like your subconscious mm-hmm. hears, oh, it's a bad back. Like, of course, it's going to act like a bad back. You know, you've told it. <laughs> My kid, when I say you're being bad, he's like, okay, well, I'll just continue. You already. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always like to say your brain doesn't like being wrong. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's not comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's emotionally eating all of our things. We tell it too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it exactly. It's comfortable. <laughs> So I, that's so interesting. Like, how do they, it, like, clearly you've done a lot of work now. And I know sometimes, like, we may progress further than the environment that we're used to being around. So they, they're used to seeing you a certain way, maybe, like, really be down and dejected and, like, but more like them. So now that you're obviously, you've moved forward and healed a lot of shit, right? And you've, like, yeah. worked past and you feel great about yourself and you're helping others. Like, what kind of support or reaction are you getting from your family now? Oh, <laughs> is that gosh, a question? Oh, no, I'm here for it though. My family is a, is the treat. Um, I, cause, okay. So going, this goes going through a little bit of my healing journey with my healing journey, you had to heal past traumas and past experiences. So I ended up like forgiving my parents and me like, Hey, like you did the best you could with what you had. Of course they had, you know, their childhood traumas that they brought with theirs and they were like teen kids. I mean, teen, teen parents. Yeah. Teen parents, not uh-huh. teen kids. <laughs> teen <laughs> parents. I mean, basically if you want to be like, that. but so I ended up like forgiving them and being like able to be like, okay, I love you. I support you. And like, I wish you guys nothing but the best, but when I'm around them, their energy sucks. Yeah. Lock my energy. And Mm. it's hard because I I try to protect my energy and I love them. I love them as people, but like, I don't really spend much time with them anymore. And I don't actually speak to my brother at all, but my other type of family members, they, they, okay, the way they, they work is everything has to look picture perfect. And if it's not picture perfect, you're wrong. And I was always the kid that was like, okay, everything's so awkward. Why are we all talking like this? This does not seem right. This does not seem okay. And I'd always speak out about it. And they're like, that's not true. Like, we're okay. It's fine. Hush down. And so. Wow. Yeah. That happens so often. Like, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. And it's crazy. And so now, like, I'm, I I don't want to say like awakened, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm healed and I'm a totally different person. So going around them, they like see me kind of as the outcast, as the person Mm -hmm. who, the rebel, I guess they could say the one that does all these crazy things, works online and just stays home in her house. And it's just, you know, (laughs) talks all these things and they're like, what? Like they don't, they don't understand me. So being around them is just very like tense awkward and like I don't really have much to say to them like I love them as people I love every single person in the whole entire world yeah I might not talk to certain people I love them as a person because humans are beautiful but it just goes into it's just an energy suck so I rarely ever see them they live about an hour to two hours for me so I always use that as a like oh that's so far 
like, and my husband works third shift. I'm like, oh, I have to be home to take care of the dogs when he's sleeping or like something might happen. Like, you know, all those things. But I see them every so often, but when I do, it's very like I need to protect my energy mm-hmm. and I need to recharge when I'm finished with them. You like and, yourself when you walk out the door. <laughs> yeah. And it's like I, every time I'm like, they're all talking about dieting. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not my problem. I love myself truly right now. Yeah, this there's nothing wrong with my body. Like I take care of me. And it's just, yeah, that's, that's, that's my family. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, in that, you know, it's so important to protect your energy too, you know, because mm-hmm. the, the slippery slope is when, you know, you're caught at a weak moment or like you've just had enough of the day, like things have mm-hmm. gone wrong. Then you have to go interact with someone who like knows your buttons to push so much and then they push them yeah. still and they keep pushing them until you're like, I'm just leaving because otherwise I'm going to say something I regret. I'm going to fly off the handle, feel bad yeah. about myself, you know, and like, it's just not worth it because you spend so much time doing the work on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like why use that as a reason to regress if you can protect it? Right. So exactly. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, so how, like what, you know, um, I'm a huge believer in um, the two words that are so important in manifesting. So like on my podcast, we talk a lot about like law of attraction, manifestation, Mm -hmm. mainly around like money and finances and stuff like that, because it seems to be a hot topic. Plus, I love talking about it because it Mm -hmm. interacts, you know, with our everyday life. And I think like, I think money and health goals are two things that people find maybe the hardest to like quote unquote manifest, right? Cause mm-hmm. it's not so much about like that chasing the number. Like mm-hmm. you can chase the number. It doesn't mean it's going to stick with you. I think we've yeah. both proved that in many ways. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and how it comes down to is those words I am and what mm-hmm. comes after that and how we define ourselves. So how do you help someone? I'm, I'm assuming like usually as coaches, the people we help are people who are like the previous version of us, right? Because that's who we yes. know the best. Mm-hmm. And we want to help. We want to help our former selves get through that and come, you know, it's like, come join me on this side of the, you know. <laughs> so how do you like help your clients to, you know, come to, you know, your side of the pond, so to speak? You know what I mean? Like, how do you mm-hmm. help them redefine themselves and start like a new part of their life? Okay, there's so much to go into. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Yeah, but for sure, the first one is awareness. That's where I always start every single one of my clients, anybody who comes in my bubble, because something that I have learned over the years is that if we're not aware of our problem, we can't actually find the root and can't solve and heal it. Right. So we need to become aware. And if you do struggle with like people in like my, my, um, I guess bubble is like emotional eating, disordered eating, like self-love body image issues. We don't really want to come aware and be like, Oh, I hate my body. Oh, like I, I don't feel worthy of this. We don't like saying those things Mm -hmm. because then it makes us feel like the, like weak. It makes us feel sad. It makes us feel depressed. And when we have those feelings with nowadays society, we don't want to feel into our emotions. So we want to disconnect, which is creating that disconnect from us, which is why we struggle with emotional eating, disordered eating and self-love and body image issues is because we don't want to feel into our bodies. So we just disconnect 
and numb, suppress, and avoid. So when I come to becoming aware, they're like, oh, it's kind of scary, which it is kind of scary, but it's also taking that brave, courageous action and be like, you know what? Owning that I hate my body right now. That That's your first step saying, I hate my body. Because we first have to start from a place of hating your body, then shifting eventually to loving your body. But you can't shift from a place of loving if you don't accept to where you are now. So yeah. I always shift with the first is awareness. And then I'm like, okay, then I become like, okay, let's dig deeper. Where did these beliefs, where did these limiting stories, what happened, where are these learned behaviors come from? Where are these experiences coming from? And we bring up all of everything that they ever could have thought of. Oh, this caused this. Oh, this came from this. Oh, this came from this. You know, everybody's story is totally different from the next. But really digging deep past your surface level brain of thinking and be like, okay, well, this happened to me when I was four. This happened to me when I was 10. Oh, this guy. I made fun of me because I wore a pink top instead of an orange top one day. Stuff like that, you know, any little thing that can be potentially holding you back from stepping into your next like level and your true self, I want to pull out of their brain. Then we can actually sit there and look at it and be like, okay, let's heal from these. Let's figure out what's our truth, what's not our truth, and really fully feel into these emotions that we've been suppressing and avoiding for all of our lives so we can finally feel them to heal them. And then once we get past that, we shift from, we have the belief, say, I'm unworthy. That's a huge belief that I have coming up with a lot of my clients. So shifting from a belief of I am unworthy to I am worthy has, of course, you know, a million bajillion steps underneath it. But something I always like telling people is that when we try to shift beliefs and we try to create new results, we try to shift our behaviors. And when we shift our behaviors, that doesn't create new results because it's deep rooted in a a belief saying I am unworthy so what we need to do instead of changing those behaviors is shifting those beliefs and how do we shift those beliefs is we start to dig deep of like I said earlier we need to dig deep into where those beliefs came from then we can feel and heal into those beliefs and figure out if that is their truth and then we can start being like okay well let me try to shift into this new belief. And then we started to try to find, you know, their roadmap because it's different between mm-hmm. everybody and their healing journey. But there's so much to it that I could really talk about for like so much hours. Yeah. But it's definitely like awareness is huge. Digging deep and figuring out the root and feeling into your emotions. Those are like my top three biggest things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that goes around like um like sort of parallels the manifestation process too right like mm-hmm. being aware of what you want and then asking for it which mm-hmm. like limiting beliefs i always tell people like take those and then reframe them into like mm-hmm. the positive things that you want to believe instead right mm-hmm. go along with that and then feel that feeling of being your next level already right so mm-hmm. That goes, I mean, really, you are helping them manifest that new life and, you know, work through their mindset, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. really become that next version of themselves. And in terms of like, so when we went, we went to a Tony Robbins event, like a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. Oh, that's so cool. I feel like it was weeks. It was only months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we went to um, UPW, the Unleash the Power Within. Oh, was, that's good. Uh, we should t- definitely go. Um we ended up getting like two for one tickets. So my oh, husband wow. and I, my husband came with me and like you do the fire walk the very first day too, where like you walk on hot coals. Oh, and wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. But, um, 
what he said the very first day he was talking is that people like all of our limiting beliefs and limiting stories we create come down to like two basic things and it's the feeling that we won't be loved and the feeling that we're not worthy or we're not enough right so yeah. i do think like so many issues that we have really boil down to that right and it's great that you know you're helping them recognize a new way so that they can reframe and change their beliefs and actually see the beauty in themselves right mm-hmm. as opposed to the opposite that they've had you know their whole life right Mm-hmm. And, um, but I wanted to bring up, you mentioned you can't just change your behaviors, right? Or like, you know, if they're trying to change their beliefs, they try to just change behaviors as opposed to like the underlying thing. Do you work with them like on their physiology too? Like the way they carry themselves when they're becoming the next level. And, um, like one of the things we learned at the Tony Robbins thing is he always made everybody like walk with your chest high, right? You know, like mm-hmm. you use your collarbone, put it up high and like, by saying your affirmations in that state and in that like kind of, I think they call it like Wonder Woman pose. That's what Tony mm-hmm. called it. And, um, but that can help your physiology, your brain starts to believe the new things that you're telling it mm-hmm. with that physiology. So what are some of your, I guess, um, mindset hacks that you like to tell your clients? Okay. So I have a few. So I love, like, I love how you said the Wonder Woman stance. I call it the power stance. Because Wonder Woman power stance, I mean, literally the same exact thing. And how <laughs> do, like, you know, the affirmations with the standing up with your, um, ch- your collarbone up, your chest out, your posture straight, and then like your hands out open to receive mm-hmm. what is going to be channeled in, you know, from the universe, from God, from source, whatever you I believe in, insert here. Yeah. Um, and you just say, like, I always tell people, that we can't jump from the I am unworthy to I am loved because our brain's going to be like, no, like I have so many stories to prove I am unworthy true rather than I am loved. So mm-hmm. I always tell people to say, I am in the process of, yeah, yes. and that's like one of the biggest transformational set transformational. Yeah. Transformational yes. sentences <laughs> you can say for working on your mindset, because when you say I'm in the process of your brain's going to be like, Oh, that's cool. Where are the process of? Let me find stories to make that statement true. And right. then eventually you shift into that next level. You like you were talking, we're attracting in all of those vibes, attracting in all those energies to be like, you know what? I am worthy because I have all of these stories to, you know, to prove it to be true and look at the life that I'm creating now. So mm-hmm. When you're in that power stance, you say, I'm in the process of X, Y, Z. I'm in the process of loving myself. I'm in the process of treating my body like beautifully. I'm in the process of being intuitive. I'm in the process, like you said, manifesting the money that of my dreams, manifesting the vacation life that I've always wanted, manifesting anything that I want, like, you know, enter X, Y, Z here. Having that power stance and being open to receive and you'll get intuitive hits and downloads all the time and be like, you'll feel the energy like flow through you all through like if you're if you're a chakra person I'm a chakra person you'll through you'll feel it all through your energy just feel feel this beautiful just flow of just love connection and support awesome. when you're in that power stance so those are my huge tips that I love doing I love it yay oh my god I love every part about that <laughs> Absolutely. Yay. yeah that's right in line what I tell my clients too um and uh, one other one that I've started using is I'm deciding to believe because I've really Ooh, come to, good. Right? Yeah, like I've, I've really come to accept, you know, and make it like 
one of my core beliefs now that once we decide that something's true, then it is, right? So mm-hmm. if I decide that I'm believing this or if I'm choosing to decide or deciding currently or whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. that decision is such a major part in getting the ball rolling because all of the other times, like I've kind of struggled getting anything done or reaching a goal of any shape or form, it's always been like, I haven't really truly decided yet, right? It's mm-hmm. been kind of like a wishy-washy, well, okay, yeah, you know, I could kind of do that. Or, you know, if it doesn't work out, I can, but no, if you like go like completely balls out and you're like, I have decided this is happening right now, like, you yeah. know, it's going to happen. Like, it maybe it doesn't happen that day or tomorrow, but it could it could happen that day or tomorrow much more than if you're like, well, you know, eh, yeah, sure, it doesn't matter when it does. Like, uh, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah, you have to be full in, and once you're full in, like, mm-hmm. you can literally make your dream life, and it's insane, but it's beautiful, and you have the power of doing that. It's just going like you said, balls to the wall. Yeah. Let's decide this is mine. This is yeah. I'm so happy you said that because I am a huge believer in that too. So mm-hmm. everyone out there, I did not pay Kate to say that. She said <laughs> that on her own. <laughs> it's the <But> truth. <laughs> exactly what you hear me drone on and whine on about all the time. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> So there we go. That's that. So, oh, awesome. Um, Gosh, I just thought of something else, but then now, oh, I know. So one other thing that I, um, you know, in in thinking about like health slash exercise slash, you know, getting to your weight, obviously, you know, movement, like you said, is a big part of it. So um, for me, okay, if we go back to the principles of like manifestation, like, Mm-hmm. doing the things you're aligned with like mm-hmm. you don't do the things that you dread doing or hate doing or whatever like if I could get away with not doing my expense reports then you know like totally just doing those <laughs> but you could always get someone else you know to do that or whatever or like managing I don't know what the case you know for a coach, if you have an Instagram or a Facebook and you like absolutely despise social media, have somebody manage that for you and then take that off your plate or whatever. Now for health goals, for doing things and making decisions that I'm aligned with, I've found that like working out, I have to find things that don't feel like I'm working out. Like I have to trick Mm -hmm. myself into exercise. Like one of the ways I used to do this, well, before I had kids, because now it's like, okay, how am I going to find two hours to go to <laughs> was yeah. going to like yoga classes and stuff like that. I used to mm-hmm. absolutely love doing that. But we also lived in San Diego where you can't like swing a dead cat without hitting a yoga studio. And yeah. now we're in like suburban <laughs> St. Augustine, Florida. And there's like one place with one class. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like as soon as I'm, you know, my right in the middle playing with my kids. But anyway, I um so but doing those things and those exercises and you know all the new things that you can do or going for a beach walk or going for I don't know taking your kids to the park and doing pull-ups there while they're playing like that is ways that I trick myself because Mm it feels more aligned it just feels more natural whereas like planning out a time to go do a class Mm -hmm. is I mean 
I don't know, like it's, I'm, I feel pressured. <laughs> so what do you tell your clients in terms of that if they are having, um, I don't know, issues getting on the movement bandwagon, so to speak, you know? Yeah. So there's a few things that I always tell them. One, like you said, make it fun. If it's not fun and it's something that's new to you, you're not going to want to do it. If I tell you, Hey, I need you to go work out for like an hour every day at the gym and it needs to be like lifting weights or something. And you're really like, I've never done that. And that sounds disgusting. And I hate that. You're not going to want to do that. And that's not fun. And one, I'm not, I'm not for that. I'm not going to tell you what you need to do, but make it fun. And it's such an intuitive thing. Like your body knows what you need in that moment. It's just whether or not you're going to listen to it. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it can be whatever you want it to be. I always tell people, maybe it's a walk, maybe it's a dance party. Dance parties are one that people love to do. And it's something if you're not really like into movement yet or moving your body, dance parties are something I always recommend first because who doesn't love a dance party? And if you have kids, you can have them join along. If you have a husband, make him join along. If you have a sister, brother, any instant insert xyz here even your dogs my dogs join my dance party so (laughs) dance parties are so much fun just maybe swimming something people love to do like you said maybe like spin class is your jam or like maybe weightlifting is your jam cool maybe running's your jam whatever makes your soul happy in that one moment is the movement that you need to do and you know deep down in your soul what it is like i'm a type of person who i could do any of that in a Span of a week. Like, there might be one day where I'm super in like my masculine energy, and I'm like, you know what, I need to go hit the weights. Or <laughs> where I'm like, you know what, a walk with my dog in the park sounds beautiful right now. Or there's a day where I'm like, oh, spin class, let's go do this, or running, or like, I just want to have a dance party, or it's time to zen out, let's go do like a yoga, like flow here, or let's go to do this class. It's all about making it fun, making your soul happy in that moment, moment but also moving up your body. And in a way that feels good. So not pressuring yourself, not stressing out your body, not like doing something that doesn't feel good because that's not benefiting you. That's just forcing yourself to get into this behavior and this habit of, oh, I have to move my body even if it doesn't feel good. No, that's not the way it needs to be. It needs to be such a fun, feel good flow. I'm not saying like your workout's not going to be like it's going to be a walk in the park. No, that's not what I'm saying, but it needs to You might go walk in the park. Yeah, it might be like you're walking in the park, yeah. But it might not be so-and-so, like like a walk in the park, so to speak. Yeah, it might not be a walk in the park, a walk in the park, but you know what I mean. It just has to feel good for you, and it has to be fun, because if it's not fun and it doesn't feel good, why do it? Yeah, totally. Do what you are aligned to in that moment. I love that because I'm the same way. I know for a fact, like soul cycle is not what I'm aligned to. Like that is the only exercise I've tried once and I cheated the entire time. (laughs) I was like, this sucks. Why are they screaming? My ears hurt. God, I want to (laughs) leave. I love you. You're so funny. But I was, and I'm like, well, she doesn't know. Like, I would say, like, turn it up. I'm like, no, I don't want to turn it up. I feel like I like my beach cruiser. I'm just going to do this for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. I love that. <laughs> so, like, I know that about myself, but if you give me, like, a Pilates reformer class, that's a different story. Like, I used to do th- – I did that when I was pregnant until – I think I was, like, eight months pregnant with my son that I went still Mm -hmm. to like reformer classes with Pilates, but, um, but yeah, so 
in terms of, um, you mentioned ma uh, masculine energy and that made me think of something like that's something I'm like trying to learn more about now. I uh -huh. think I don't even have to take a test. I know I would go off the charts, masculine energy. <laughs> yeah. So like for people, like, do you find, um, if you are dealing with a client that might have a, um, that, you know, might not be feeling so great about themselves. Do you find sometimes that they're more in a masculine energy frame or, or feminine or, and how do you make them, um, get more in a feminine energy where they, I'm, I'm assuming that's where like you're feeling mm -hmm. more in like the flow and feeling great mm -hmm. about yourself as opposed to like, Oh my God, I need to get down like four pounds and do this and this and that, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So yeah. What do people fall into both categories? I know that's like a big, like, I just ask you like oh, yeah. different questions, but like they all kind of go together. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll answer them all together. So the first question was do like clients come in and they're mostly sitting in their masculine or the feminine energy? 95% of the time, most clients come to me and they're super masculine energy. Okay. They're the super go getters. They're like, Kate, give me a four step process to do this and I'll do it. I'll get this shit done and we'll be done. And yeah. it's a very like, okay, like, but the, but the how, but the how, but the how, but the how. And I'm like, okay, like I see you, I hear you, they're the hustlers, they're the doers, that's what, that the, that's what there are, like you, we struggle with, like, you know, the control, emotional eating, like our body, we like want to control it all, and that's so in the masculine energy, but where you start to see the, yep, 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 I was there too, I still have, there's, there's still some imbalances I'm when working on in my own life. But when you tap back into yourself and reconnecting back into yourself, that's your feminine energy. And you heal. I fully believe you heal mostly in your feminine energy. And then you take action to actually create the life you want in that masculine energy as well. There's, there's a beautiful balance with it. But when we're going from a person who's disconnected from their body to reconnecting back into their body. It's the feminine energy. It's mm -hmm. the, okay, let's slow down. Like I was on an intensive call with one of my clients the other day and I was like, okay, you're going a little too fast. Let's take a deep breath and breathe. And I was like, how do you feel after that? She's like, I just want to know what your answer is. <laughs> like, no, okay, slow down. This is why we're not getting anywhere right now. I'm like, okay, no, take a deep breath. And breathe. <laughs> I was like, what do you feel like? And she's like, why am I breathing? I'm like, no, like this is, you have to reconnect. So it's literally tapping into that feminine energy, slowing down, becoming present and being with yourself in your soul energy at that moment, because that's when you reconnect. That's when you learn about you and yourself and your truth. So it's really when you're going in that healing state, it's tapping into that feminine energy. What was your next question after that? I, I kind of forgot. No, that was it. Like, um, okay. I had, like I said, I haven't really studied it that much, but you know, the masculine energy in me told me like it was probably that way where they would show up more in a masculine set. And then, you know, logically it makes sense that they would need to balance back over to the feminine side. Mm -hmm. So the next question was, how do you, like, what tools do you usually use with your, with your, um, I almost said patience with your clients to get them. That's the old pharmaceutical rep in me. Right. <laughs> what do you use with your, with your patient? No, um, what do you um, yeah, use with your clients to, you know, I'm sure if you have a mask, if somebody who's like off the charts masculine, you probably have to give them like 20 different things to do 
that they can choose from. <laughs> my, but my favorite tool, and this is about to sound corny, but it's breath. Okay, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, the fastest way I tell people to get out of your head and into your heart is through your breath. Taking a deep breath and not being like, okay, when is this over? Just sitting with it and be like, okay, breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. And if, you have, if you're in that masculine energy, just keep telling yourself, breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. Breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. And do that five times. So you just have to do it five times. Breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. And just really sit and feel like that, just yeah. that feeling of just like connection because the thing is with our society we're like a full of shallow breathers we don't really breathe very well we kind of mess that up in our society which I mean like come on so it's really reconnecting back into your breath and that's the fastest way to get out of your head and back into your heart and your truth Mm -hmm. that's a good one absolutely yeah there's um there's so, there's so, especially like with guided meditation, like I find at the beginning of those, you know, like just stretching up and like holding your breath for a while and then you feel all like the popping and stuff. And I like to imagine that's me like breaking through some of like the, maybe like the, um, like limiting thoughts I've had like over the last period. You know what I mean? Like kind of yeah. like pushing through it and like getting it out of there. I'm like, okay, oh, those were nice. All right. <laughs> let's stretch out all this negative energy. Yeah. Yeah. And so like when it cracks and pops, it's like literally like releasing those big things that were like, just kind of, you know, it's stagnant energy that mm-hmm. I mean, might not be like toxic per se, but it's like, I feel like it's physically and can mm-hmm. be emotionally toxic if you keep it in too long. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried doing yoga with my kids around cause I always heard people say like, when you have kids, just involve them with you. So I tried doing that once. And then up until my, I was doing like a plank and I was going to go down to go back on their downward dog. And my son like jumped on my back and I was like, Oh, I couldn't walk for like, I could walk, but not very well for a couple of days. So I hear him yell horsey. And he came running after me. I'm like, I'm not a horse. I'm not a horse. That's so, that's terrible. I know I, I, I have like my yoga stuff back actually behind me and I try to do yoga, but I have dogs. I don't have kids right now. I want kids, but I have dogs right now, but it's so hard. And I, you see those cute people, like those Instagram people who do yoga with their dogs. I'm like, how? My dog is literally like, like, I don't get it. Cause my dog comes up and tries to lick my armpits, not to be gross or anything, but that's literally like, they're like all up in my face looking at me. And I'm like, I can't do yoga with you and like all up on my business. No, one of the times, um, we, we have one dog now we had to, we lost our little Aussie in January, but like I would try to do yoga at home and they would think there's something wrong with me. I think they thought I was like dying on the floor or something. Cause Ozzy would always come up and st- shove his face in mine. Like, are you okay? What's going on? Like, and I'm like, get out of here. Just go. And then he's like, no, 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 no. I need to see you. I need to see what's going on. <laughs> I know mine likes to paw me. So she'll like kept pawing me and like, she'll hit my face sometimes. I'm like, Oh, ow. Like, what are we doing right now? Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, my, my dogs are not an Instagram yoga dog. Nope. No, no. And the people who do goat yoga, have you seen that? Like the oh one that, yeah. yeah, where it's like a field of goats with them too somehow. I don't know. I thought that was, I'd love to see that in 
person sometime. Yeah, there was actually one near me up in Charlotte, but I didn't know about it until it was sold out. And I was kind of sad because I want to try it. Oh, are you in Charlotte? My cousin lives there. Really? Yeah. I'm like on the outskirts of Charlotte. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like out in um, Denver, out by oh, Lake, um, Lake, what's it called? Gas? No, Lake Norman. Lake Norman. Norman. Yeah. Norman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on like 30 minutes the other side of Charlotte. Oh, cool. oh well, wonderful. Right up the road. So, oh, well, was there anything else you'd like to add or what are you working on? What are your, like, what do you provide, like, you know, coaching wise for your clients and where can the listeners find you? Okay, well, I hang out a lot on social media, like every like person I think nowadays does. I'm on um, Instagram and Facebook are usually my jam. I usually jam on Instagram stories all the time, usually my day-to-day life. On Instagram and Facebook, it's just at K2NL, which is my name. And yeah, then my website is K2NL Coaching, and that usually houses everything that I have going on. I do one-on-one coaching. I do group coaching. I have self-paced courses. I have some new special things coming out soon that are going to be amazing that I'm not so sure when they're launching yet, so I don't want to say just in case. But some exciting new things are coming. So if you ever just want to get to know me more, I have all of my stuff on social media, and I have a free Facebook community called Breaking through emotional eating where those are kind of where I hang out and you can just kind of find and see what I'm going on if you want to work with me to kind of in those areas so yeah awesome yay I love it well I will put all of that information in the show notes so you'll be able to find Kate so you can go and follow her and um see you know once she gets to do goat yoga again in Charlotte (laughs) maybe it'll come back for the summer you never know So, but yeah, thank you so much, Kate. I really appreciate it. And thanks for joining us. This was awesome. I know like I've come back with like a lot of things to take home myself and I think our listeners can too. So it's all awesome, awesome stuff. So thank you so much. Thank you. This was so fun. (laughs) You're welcome. All right. We'll talk soon. Love this episode of the Makeover Your Mindset podcast? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated so more high-vibe people like you can find us. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next episode.